This podcast is sponsored by No Issue. So one thing that's really lovely is when I get messages from people saying how beautiful the packaging is when their order arrives. And that's all thanks to my beautiful No Issue custom tissue paper. I do think that's a really lovely thing about buying from a small business. They put so much effort into the packaging and it's just a lovely experience opening the product. No Issue have everything from custom tissue, stickers, tape, stamps, cards and compostable mailers. They really do have everything you need to up your packaging game. Hello and welcome to episode 5 of the Out of Ink podcast with myself, Bea Baranoska and Molly Lemon. This is the podcast where two anxious creatives talk openly and honestly about life as an artist. I want to tell you about that funny story that I've been Yeah, I've been wondering what this is. (laughs) So do you remember the day I was messaging you? It was the day that Adam was away on a stag do and I felt really, really unwell. Mm. So Adam got back from the stag do and he was like, okay, what you need is a bath. And I was just too poorly to do anything myself. So Adam went upstairs, he run me a really hot bath and he put loads of candles everywhere to try and make it really relaxing. And I was just so unwell, I didn't really notice that there were candles everywhere. I just got (laughs) straight into the bath and tried to make myself feel better. Um, And then about 10 minutes later or 15 minutes later, Adam came running upstairs going, I can smell burning is what what's burning and i had i had put my head back on the bath <laughs> and my hair was on fire but when <laughs> i say it, yeah, <laughs> yeah. but when it was properly on fire and adam put it out and then pulled out a big strand of my hair which had just what? burnt off and, <laughs> and i was so unwell that i hadn't seen it i hadn't smelt it i hadn't noticed that my hair oh was my on God. fire yeah, how, I don't understand how he how he smelt it before you did, and he was downstairs. Well, you know, burning hair—it's mm. got quite a strong scent. Yeah, which I just don't understand how you didn't know you were on fire. I can't believe it reached downstairs and you hadn't. I was so unwell and so tired because I had I had been made to stay up the night before and watch Eurovision the whole thing. <laughs> No one watches the whole thing. Well, I watched the whole thing and I watched us get zero votes and then zero votes again. And I did quite enjoy that, even though it's very humiliating. But yeah, I was just <laughs> exhausted. And I think I might have been falling asleep as my hair was catching fire. Oh, no, that's so dangerous. Thank God Adam was there. Although if he hadn't <laughs> lit the candles, <laughs> your hair wouldn't have been on fire. It was awful. It was so stressful. And straight after, I thought, oh, I must tell Molly. And then I thought, no, no, no podcast fodder i'll save it we don't have candles in the house anymore because we had an experience with fire and <sighs> but i didn't realize candles have like a burn time and you're only meant to burn them for like a couple of hours and then blow them out so i had one on the wooden mantelpiece in our last house and it was burning for quite a while and i was in the kitchen no one was in that room and then the glass pot it was in 
broke and then the <gasps> wax was everywhere and oh the wood no. was and it was I walked back in and honestly if I hadn't if I'd walked in like a minute later I think our whole mantelpiece would have been on fire <laughs> and, and then we just uh kind of freaked out and threw away all the candles we owned and haven't bought one since oh no but that was just one bad experience that's not bound to happen every time you light a candle I know but I was weighing up well it's nice to have a candle and then our whole house burning down <laughs> And I thought, no, maybe I'll just... Just get really, really good life insurance. No, house insurance. Well, I might need both. (laughs) Content insurance too. Get the lot. Or stay away from candles. They're expensive too, so I'm saving money. Molly, how are you feeling about the fact that your actual wedding is in nine days' time? Every time I remember, (laughs) I get butterflies. Oh, I'm so excited for you. I'm honestly more excited about your wedding than I am about my wedding. (laughs) But that's because mine's closer than yours. You'll be more excited about yours. But also because I feel like it's just going to be the best day ever. I'm so excited. Hey, don't hype it too much because, you know, then you'll be disappointed. There's going to be Battenberg. There's going to be cheese. There's going to be more cheese. There's going to be cake. It's just going to be glorious. Hopefully, hopefully it will be. And the weather's looking good. I I was so convinced it was going to rain on our wedding day. Because on our last wedding day, the one that was postponed, there was a storm. (laughs) And I was, it did take the sting out of it a bit. And I was just convinced because it's a wedding in a field with the little village marquee. I just thought... It's not going to be good if it rains. And now it's going to be sunny. I'm freaking out. It's going to be too hot. And there's literally no pleasing me. Molly's just not happy about either either weather situation. She was really panicked by it raining. And now she's just going on about how she's going to overheat in her dress. <laughs> <laughs> no pleasing some people, is there? You've turned into Bridezilla. But I mean, there, there are only nine days to go. So if the stress was going to hit you, it was going to be now. Yeah. Oh, I don't think it's fully hit me yet, to be fair. I think it's going to hit me on Sunday when I start packing up all the stuff. Yeah, I think the second you get out of the car and you, you realise you're in Devon and you're not going home until after you're married. I hope I get through it, that's all I'll say. And you will, it's going to be really lovely. What are you most excited about? Ah, uh, oh, I'm just quite scared. <laughs> um, <laughs> what am I most scared about would be the question. Uh, excited, I think, I think I'm most excited about sharing the same name. Oh yeah, that's nice. The Lemons, Mr and Mrs Lemon. So me and B are both being uh, untraditional. Modern women. Yeah modern women and we are well our partners are taking our second names Hmm. which isn't the dumb thing in the uk but it's just modern isn't it and it's tradition is is there to be broken yeah although you say it's modern but i don't know many people that do it and everyone i've told has been outwardly shocked i just think like the man changing his name to the woman's name shouldn't be a big deal but it's just a, it seems to be a massive deal to almost everyone and uh, i think the fact that me and you are both doing it the non-traditional way is good because we can show others it's okay i honestly think you should go whose name's better and then just hmm. pick that and that's what we did yeah and we won because we have the better, more interesting names, don't we? I wasn't going to be Mrs. Smith. Yeah, Baron Oscar was up against Smith. That was an easy win. And Lemon and Williams. I mean, it both Lemon and Baron Oscar are just too interesting to pass up. Superior names, really, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> and also there are artist names. Yeah. Which I think is a big factor as well. Although then people were trying to persuade me, oh, you don't want the same name as your business name. You could keep your business name mm. and then you'll be a different name at home. Did you think about double barrelling it? 
No, because I think with double barreling, then the next generation, when the children with a double barrel, when they're adults and they want to get married, then they've got four names and they're going to have to drop two. But, Molly, you don't want children. No. But Winnie, Winnie doesn't want <laughs> two names when she goes to the vet. It'll be embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, for Winnie's sake, let's let's leave the double barrel. I might have double barreled if, if our second names were like Lemon and fruit but lemon and williams don't go together do they (laughs) if it was lemon and fruit then you know it was meant to be wasn't it yeah or lemon and juice i would have done it if it made (laughs) sense but it doesn't make sense with williams have you been wearing your wedding shoes around the house to make sure that they're comfortable and you can walk in them all day no well you should yeah i know i should um I have no excuse for that. I'm not even wearing my engagement ring. I'm not great at the wedding thing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I have a question, and I genuinely don't know the answer to this. When you're in the church and you're getting married and the registrar or the vicar or whoever you're having says, can we please have the rings? Yeah. And the rings arrive and the ring gets placed on your finger by your fiancé. Do you have to have a naked finger or does yeah. the ring get placed over the engagement? No, yeah, you, you, ha- you don't have your ring on because when people are married, they have their wedding ring first and the engagement ring sits on top. But my wedding ring has been shaped to go over my engagement ring. Well, then you're going to have to put it on upside down. Just put it <laughs> upside down. Okay, so when you are married, are you going to start wearing your engagement ring all the time? I think I'll wear my wedding ring on my left hand on my wedding finger and or ring finger and then i'll wear my engagement ring on my other hand because they don't match they're different they're slightly different color metals my rings are nice and um good for good for a small budget my rings (laughs) (laughs) i think in total they come to um 135 pounds for both oh that's impressive Mm. adam bought my ring for me so i don't know how much it cost it's a mystery. And he, he won't tell me. Well, you won't know what to put on the house insurance. Well, exactly. And I want to know because I am a bit of a diva and I basically like expensive things. I know, that's why <laughs> I thought you might have quite like an extra. With your extra wedding, you might have an extra ring. No, I just I have not, I have expensive taste. You really mm. do. I can tell when something's really cheap. That's just, I just got an eye for it, you know. No, I just you know. won't like my rings then. <laughs> I've never seen them. I'm sure I'd like them. They're handmade and local. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. You didn't go to like Wilkinson's and go, oh, I'll have that one. Wilkinson's? They don't even do jewelry. So when I was at school and I, and I don't know, I was maybe 16. Is that, what's the legal age you can get married? 16. But with your parents' permission. That is so young. What are people thinking? So a girl, she got engaged and she. Her boyfriend had got her a ring from Claire's Accessories. No. Did they get married? <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I'd put money on the fact they didn't. <laughs> At 16, you're mm. a child. It's crazy. Oh. No, it would have cost like £12. Only a bit less than mine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this week... Seeing as the chat is basically all about weddings, we thought we would do an anxiety scale based on, guess what, weddings. Just to step in there for anyone that's like, oh, I can't deal with any more wedding chat. 
There will be other things. We will talk about taking time away. <laughs> Bee's trying to stick towards talking about weddings. I just really want to have a chat about your wedding. Um, and we will, but we need to be useful here. Not everyone listening is about to get married. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> Molly, can you please talk us through your wedding anxiety scale? Yes, I can. I literally only just wrote this, so bear with me. <laughs> So for my least anxious day ever, I'm having a lovely time and I'm having a lovely wedding at number 10, <laughs> is um, it's basically my current wedding. Not in, not nice. totally, but it's the local church I was christened in. Walking down, I'd say walking actually, I want a horse and cart because in my real wedding, we're walking to the venue, which is a field. But I, in my ideal wedding, there would be a horse and cart there, I think. Just, you know, it'd feel fancy. But... So the things that differ are the horse and cart, the fact that I haven't had to plan it and there's a wedding planner because I hate planning weddings. That's such a good shout. Yeah, and also I want an unlimited budget so I don't have to think about how much things are costing. Everything would be a little bit more extra. Well, so you were teasing me about having an extra wedding, but your dream wedding is extra, let's be honest. Horse and cart. Yeah, okay, parts of it are extra. And also it would be my current wedding, but with some more guests because obviously covid and i had to Mm. uninvite a load of people this is mine and molly's thing at the moment molly just keeps telling me over and over again how extra my wedding is (laughs) and by that she just means over the top don't you molly really it's a nice way of saying your wedding is over the top uh (laughs) (laughs) no it's just um no it's not over the top it's just a little bit ex- more extra than mine. So on the morning of Bee's wedding, someone's coming to do her makeup and another person's coming to do her hair. Whereas on the morning of my wedding, Bee is doing my makeup and hair. It's just that step up. What, are you saying that I'm not professional and I'm not going to do a good job? No, I'm saying you're paying your staff and I'm forcing you <laughs> to do my hair makeup for free. Well, I'm looking forward to it immensely. So am I. Okay, and my least favourite wedding. I don't want to offend anyone here, but um, it would be a really big wedding, so maybe 200 people, even 150. Okay, even 100 would be intimidating for me. And it's in <laughs> Las Vegas, because I wouldn't want to travel, really, for a wedding. <laughs> and I think it's like, it's in a city. I want to be in the country. It might be quite garish. There could be an Elvis impersonator. <laughs> I just think that this is so... It would so not be me, and and I'd probably cry. <laughs> but if you have had that wedding, I'm really happy for you. <laughs> this is my favourite anxiety scale ever. <laughs> I just feel like if you have got married in Las Vegas, you probably haven't had 200 people there. So I, I really doubt anyone has got married in Las Vegas with a big ceremony. I feel like it's somewhere mm. you go to get married, the two of you. You elope to Las Vegas, don't you? Yeah, you don't, you don't, it's something that maybe you do on a whim rather than you don't ever plan it. Could be wrong though. Yeah, I I agree. Email us in if you think we're wrong (laughs) and you have got married in Las Vegas and it's been lovely. We want to hear from you. (laughs) We do. Um, And then today I'm abroad, a hot place, a beach wedding. When I say a hot place, it could be anywhere. Okay, I'm going to go with Mallorca. Uh, I'm having a beach ceremony and it's just me, Sam and one witness. What number am I? That's interesting because that's I've rated myself today at something very oh, really? similar. Um, I think you might rate this slightly lower than I have. Four or five. Uh, you always choose two numbers. You have to sit with one. Four. You're correct. There we go. 
I just wouldn't like the travel, and I would like some people there, and I don't like the heat. Mm. It wouldn't be ideal for me. What's your anxiety scale? Okay, so number 10, best day ever, totally not anxious at all. It's a chateau in France. Now, before I carry on, I do realise all of the top of my anxiety scales have been French or in (laughs) France for the last couple of episodes. I just love France, okay? It's an idyllic place. I love it. Um, It's a chateau. It's got a big swimming pool. Everyone stays there for a week. They have Mm. unlimited cheese and wine and cheese and wine, and it's delightful. It's not an enormous chateau. Mm. It can make Maybe sleep 50, 60, 70 people. That's a massive chateau. That's a village. (laughs) That's actually how many people were in the whole village I grew up in, I think. Okay, well, yes, it's a large-ish chateau, but it's it's lovely, isn't it? Can you can you see the vineyard and me and my dress, my extra dress sweeping through the vineyard? I honestly love the sound of that. Mm. I'm there. There you go. Okay, number one. Again, really didn't want to offend anyone here. I don't think I know anyone who's had this. It's a personal thing though, isn't it? It's a very personal thing. So before writing the anxiety girl, I went on YouTube and I I typed in worst wedding ever (laughs) and they were too depressing. I had to to turn them off. (laughs) But I've gone for a fantasy-themed wedding. Okay. And we talk you through what I mean here. (laughs) Something really heavily themed. My worst nightmare would be having one where like everyone was dressed from a certain film or something like say you're having a lord of the rings one and you have like a creepy little golem (laughs) holding your rings (laughs) i just don't i just don't want that i think that sounds hideous i think he may have just offended Um, my cousin (laughs) my cousin got married on may the 4th for star wars day I was literally just about to add that my worst theme ever would be sci-fi because I hate Star Wars and I hate Star Trek. Well, I remember my other cousin being dressed up with a lightsaber and everything, but I don't remember it being like... (laughs) For her wedding? Yeah, it was a partial theme, but the bride was definitely in a white dress and there were just maybe lightsabers around, you know. It was like a decoration. Well, as I say, I don't want to offend anyone who does want a themed wedding. It's just not for me. Okay. And then today, I've put myself at a beach wedding. I love the beach, and I think you could have a tasteful beach wedding, but I just don't feel like sand and wedding dresses mix enormously well. That's where I am today. Do you want to guess what number? Well, I'm guessing. I put money on it being a six. It's a five or a six, so you probably would get get the money. You are the most (laughs) indecisive person ever, and even on the anxiety scale, you can't choose one number. Uh, well, I'd written it down as a six, so you win. Thank you. So, as Molly said, much to my disappointment, I can't just quiz her about her wedding for the whole episode, unfortunately. So, we did ask for you to send in your questions about taking some time off, as Molly is having most of June off for her wedding. Mm, very lazy of me. Which, no, is a really great thing to be able to do. Mm. Um, and will mean that you'll be feeling more relaxed and not worrying about orders and working. As always, thanks for sending in your questions. Um, we'll dive into them now. Okay, question number one. How do you handle the guilt that you should be working when taking time off? You can't. <laughs> no. I don't know. If, like, and Maybe it's to do with your personality, though, because... I feel so guilty. Even, like, taking the evening off, I feel like I should be in my studio. But I'm sure some people are way more relaxed about it. I think when it's time for a break, 
you really know. And when you know it's time for a break, you feel a bit less guilty because you know that you need to recharge. And then hopefully when you come back, you'll be ready to get going again. Yeah, that is the thing I miss about being employed is that I'd finish at work and then I'd come home and I would I would switch off from work. It wasn't a thing. Mm. I didn't need to be doing it. Whereas being self-employed, you're never finished. And if you're a one-man band like we are, when you stop, everything stops. That does depend on your job, though, because I'm sure there are plenty of jobs where people are employed where they still bring their work home with them. I know that Adam does. He just quite often works in the evening. When I worked as a graphic designer, I think I covered this in episode one, uh, no one did any overtime. It hit 5.30 and everyone was gone. But that was that was really lovely. But then I was coming home and spending my evenings working on my freelance stuff. Yeah. So. Well, I think because I was a picture framer, I couldn't exactly bring the tools home, so I really couldn't do my work at home. It didn't mean I didn't worry mm. about having a particularly tricky picture to frame the next day. I did worry about that kind of thing, <laughs> but I couldn't do anything about it. Whereas if I'm worried about my work now, I can go upstairs and try and solve it. Question number two. Do you keep posting on Instagram during your break to keep your account active? I think we talked about this in the Instagram episode because I said that I'd use that scheduling app. Yeah. And it didn't work. <laughs> no, it did work. It just made your images a bit pixelated for some reason. And then you were worried about that. But also I think Instagram knew mm. that it wasn't me because those posts had a lot less engagement and a lot less likes. I thought that if I stopped posting, it would be the end of the world, but I'm not sure. No, what I'm going to do is stop posting. And then when you come back, maybe everyone's going to be like, oh, they're back. Yeah, I look forward to you returning and seeing what new work you produce. I think what I'm going to do this time is not post at all. I don't think it helps trying to post. I think your head's not in it. You don't want to be on honeymoon and be thinking, oh no, it's, you know, the time I usually post, I better find something to post. That's just stress you don't need. You want to be relaxing and fully switched off, I think. I am looking forward to having a proper break from it. But then I do like sharing my life and it's going to be really hard not to post on stories (laughs) because there's certain things, like if I see like a really nice view or maybe I capture something on the wildlife camera, I automatically go to put it on there and I'm going to have to stop myself because I I need that break. You have to have that time away. But yeah, I do miss talking to people on Instagram as well, chatting to people. And also, I think the really hard thing is at Christmas when I took a few weeks off Instagram, I was still on there looking at other people and comparing myself. It wasn't a proper break. No, you mustn't do that. You must just go off it completely. Really? I've never done that before. Mm. Yeah, because it's obviously going to be worse if you're on it and you're looking at how many likes and comments other people are getting. And also, you won't actually be having a break from it if you're looking at that, I don't think. Question number three. If you work from home, how do you separate yourself from that on your days off? I think it really depends where you work, doesn't it? We we both have separate spaces where I feel like you can close the door and be in different parts of your house and not constantly reminded of work it's obviously going to be harder if you've got your desk and it's like in your living room Mm. and then you can't really get away from it yeah I've seen lots of people on Instagram whose dining table is also their desk and they have to clear it all away at the end of the day and that must be so hard and disruptive that you can't properly settle in the space Mm. yeah Adam was working on the dining room table at the start of lockdown and it was exactly like he just didn't have any separation from work being in the living room, eating dinner. Like, he was just in one place all day, every yeah, day. Yeah, drive me mad. Um, I've recently moved to a new studio, 
away from home. So I think it's like a 12 minute drive. And it's been really nice because then I travel there and then I'm in my little studio there. And then when I come home, I generally don't go back up to the studio. I normally just have my evening. It does feel nice to separate things. I'm so jealous of your new studio. It looks so I lovely. said you can share it. It's just you're too far away. <laughs> yeah, I know. Can you move it? Can you move a new studio just over here a bit? Yeah, okay. Um, the, the downside to having a studio away from the house is the travel. I just, I hate driving, you know that. But also, it's like, it still takes time to gather up all your things and travel there. And you always forget something. Always. I find it's nice to be at home as well because you can do things like go in your garden, see your pets. Mm. When I was out in my away studio yesterday, I did really want to be here. I wanted to be at home. I like just wandering. I do like a little lap of the garden every so often and check all the plants, eat a few gooseberries. <laughs> I like doing that. It's nice. Hang on. You eat raw gooseberries? Yeah. What? <laughs> They're not edible, right? Yeah. They're, they're not quite ripe, but I really like them sour. I feel like they are the most sour fruit. I love them. I used to eat them, like, handfuls of them. My parents never got the right ones because I'd eat them all off the fish. <laughs> I can't believe you've never had a raw gooseberry. I'm a bit semi-disgusted by this. No, I always cook them and I always put so much sugar on them. I love gooseberries, but I have to cook them in a, in a vast amount of sugar for them to be edible. Really? I think they change their flavour a bit when you cook them. They go a bit floral. I tell you what, because I recently discovered that I've got a gooseberry bush in my mm. garden... I will pick one and eat one and try it raw just for you. Yeah, please do. You won't like it. If you don't like sour things, you won't like it. But I can eat a whole lemon, like, just on its own. And that's nice. Like, I love the sour. That's that's disgusting. Or a lime. Like, that really is disgusting. If you've disgusting. got no fruit in the fruit bowl, or if there's just bananas, because let's face it, bananas are just boring. I would, if there's a lime or a lemon in the fridge, I would just eat that. I, like a like an orange. Molly, no one does... What? How? Hang on a minute. Mm. So do you peel the skin off and then eat the whole inside of a lemon? I cut it into boats, like cut it in half and then cut it in quarters and then I peel the inside out and eat that. <laughs> this is the first time in our friendship that I think I'm speechless by I just I do it all the time, I just love it. No. <laughs> it's so sour. Yeah, I love sour things though. One time when I was younger, um, I was at a, a local show and I got... Uh, with a with a free, I think it was the Times paper. They were giving out free newspapers, but I took it because it came with free sweets, and it was really sour sweets that I probably shouldn't name. I'm going to name them uh, toxic waste sweets. They came in little plastic. <laughs> they came in little plastic bins. Uh, yeah, you know, toxic. Anyway, and I ate all of them, and then I was really, really ill. Um, won't go into details. And then my mum wrote to them to complain about how like acidic and you know, horrible, the sweets were. And then you never looked back. <laughs> well, no, then they sent me more free sweets. Their answer to complaining, oh. I got a mouse mat, which I used for years, toxic waste mouse mat, and then I and then I had loads of free sweets and then at them as well. Wow. <laughs> I love the idea that you complained, your mum complained to say these sweets are horrible and, and, and they thought, I know, <laughs> we'll just send her more sweets. I don't think they... <laughs> not have read it properly right or they just had one blanket no. response to a complaint which was send more and they didn't know what to do with our complaints so they just went with <laughs> what they normally do oh we've gone so off topic yeah back on topic next question right 
How do you get back into it after having time off? My motivation always drops off. I do find that it's hard on the first couple of days back, but also usually if you've had really good time off, I find that it can sort of get you excited about getting back to work and you might have new ideas and you might have found loads of inspiration if you've been on a really lovely holiday and think, oh, I've got loads of stuff I want to draw, loads of stuff I want to do. Mm. We've, I think we discussed this before and I said that I didn't like taking time off because it was so painful getting back into it. But I think if I didn't mm. take time off, my body and mind would get so tired and I'd end up just not functioning properly. It's best to take time off. You have to. I remember when I was not self-employed and I took a holiday from my job and the first day back to that would always just be so, so painful. Mm. I hated it so much. I'd sit back down on my desk and just feel like it was the worst thing ever. Yeah. But that's maybe more a reflection on how I felt about being employed and and working as a graphic designer. I think a good tip, instead of, I was inclined to say, just ease yourself back in. But actually, that doesn't work with me. If I haven't got much going on with my work, I'm quite lazy. So I'd say, know when you're coming back and maybe set a deadline for a few days after. Something you really have to get done. Mm. And then your adrenaline will take over and you're just going to have to get back into it because you've got no other choice. And then hopefully that will kickstart you again to being productive. That's really good advice. Is there any risk involved with putting your online shops on holiday mode? Yes. (laughs) I'm so terrified about putting my Etsy shop on holiday Mm. mode because you get so severely punished for turning it off and you drop to the bottom of all the search rankings and it's awful. It's really bad. Um, I just put my shop on holiday but I don't have an Etsy shop anymore. It's my own shop and that felt so good because I knew that I wasn't worried about the algorithm because... Well, I don't think I control the algorithm. I don't think there is an algorithm. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just mm. felt mm. really chilled. I just took all the listings off, put a little notice up, and felt good about it. But when I had Etsy, I did used to put it on holiday mode because I didn't like the thought of increasing my shipping times and then just saying to people, oh, it's a two-week wait. Because then I think if orders came in, I'd feel really stressed and know I had loads of orders to dispatch when I came back. So last year, when I went away for two weeks... I did exactly that on my Etsy shop. Do you remember? Yeah, it's what everyone tells you to do, isn't it? Well, I was just too scared to put it on holiday mode and couldn't cope with the idea of completely disappearing. Mm. And at that point, I didn't have my own shop. It was my only source of selling. And weren't you about to go full-time as well? Like, it was a really Mm. important time for you and you, you just needed the sales. Yeah, I really didn't want to put it on holiday mode. So, And I did still get sales. They definitely had dropped because I think that a lot of people, when they buy things, want things to come fairly soon. Yeah. So it might put people off seeing that it's not going to be dispatched in two weeks. But I didn't get penalised for uh, turning my shop off <laughs> and dropped down all the listings. So I think it was worth it for me. When you were away, did you not see the orders coming in and start thinking, oh, I've got to do all that when I get back? And then when you got home, did you not feel really stressed about getting all these orders out well there you go that answers how do you get back into it after having time off you leave <laughs> your shop true. open and you come back to 200 orders and you spend five days packaging them all up that's what you do that's right re- that is really true i did have a lot of orders and i did just spend five days packaging up orders and it was quite stressful but the relief when i marked them all as dispatched mm. and put my lead times back down to two days was amazing yeah i bet What does taking time off look like? What are the boundaries? Does it mean no new work or posts or orders, etc.? 
Oh, interesting. I guess this varies. What would it be for you? So for me, it probably means no orders or posts on social media. I don't think it necessarily means no work because I took my iPad to France last year and had a lovely time just drawing when I felt like mm. it because drawing was a hobby. So it definitely doesn't mean no work. So yeah, for me, it means no orders. Yeah. Well, when I used to take time off, I would take my shop with me. So if I was, as long as I was in the UK, I'd take like my packaging, my prints. How? Um, I just packed them all up, really. All the prints I kept on there. So I might take some off if I didn't have them prepared. But I took them in a box. I remember I was doing a show not far from home, but I was staying away from home. And I took basically my shop with me. And I was only away for four days. But I didn't want to change my dispatch time because it gives me so much anxiety not to dispatch straight away. So I took all my orders with me and then was packaging them up and then on the days when I was at the show my mum would take my orders to the local post office (laughs) it was so ridiculous that would not that would not work for me because I just have far too many products and I print my prints to order and that's just I don't think it works for anyone it was stupid but it was like (laughs) early on you know when you don't it was 2019 it was when I didn't really know what I was doing and it was November so it was a really important time for sales Mm, that's true yeah the Christmas sales start coming in then. yeah and this time taking time off I keep thinking should I just not do any engraving but I think I will I think I'll take some small blocks because when we go away mm. I think it's going to be quite warm we're in the UK but it's going to be warm I think and my blocks crack in the heat so especially in a car oh. so I'm going to take the small blocks and do a few engravings and then maybe some collaging but not put too much pressure on myself. No, I, w- I would try and just enjoy the time being on honeymoon and going on walks with Winnie and relaxing. Yeah, but then I think I'll get back and then I'll have less than a month to make new work and then release it. And I'm already stressed. I'm li- I've been looking at July today, wondering how to fit it in. <laughs> you'll, you'll do it. You always just pull things out of the bag. You're so good. Hopefully, hopefully. We'll see. Um, can we please, please move on to wedding chat now? <laughs> More wedding chat. What's that? What's okay, that? so, well, I've been preparing some okay. things. So um, I've been Googling things like wedding quizzes, etc. Things to do before your wedding. You know, all the fun Google searches <laughs> for the podcast. And I found a very weird list okay. of a hundred questions to ask before you get married. Whoa. Don't worry, I'm not <laughs> going to ask you a hundred questions. I pulled out a few of the funny ones that I just thought were so weird. The first question, they call this a warm-up question. The first question was, does your partner like to read? What? And I just thought, what is the relevance Wait, am I meant this? to be asking, was this like between spouses? Yeah, you're supposed to be asking Sam uh, this. I know he doesn't. But if I don't, if I have to ask him that before our wedding, I haven't got to know him very <laughs> well, have I? My personal favourite, and please, please, can you go downstairs and just randomly ask Sam this out of context, is, does your partner like parties? <laughs> <laughs> so vague. What type of party? <laughs> it's something specific, is it? <laughs> Just go downstairs and say, Sam, do you like parties? Oh, I can tell you what. Please, for me. I've been with him 11 years, and I know the answer to that. He'd say, huh? No. Like that. That's what he'd say. Another weird one that I found was, how often does your partner like to stay in during the week? 
honestly, these questions are people that haven't even met their partners. <laughs> because surely they live together. I mean, not in I all know. cultures. I went on a website today and I, well, no, I was Googling things to do a week before the wedding. Mm. And one of the things that came up was buy a dress and I just thought can you imagine the stress of buying a dress one week before your wedding I know that stress because I've been second guessing my dress for like well I've had it a year and I've been googling this week (laughs) different dresses I quite want to buy instead and then realizing they wouldn't reach me in time it's such bad advice to do it a week before the wedding I just think that's worrying information for there, for there to be out on the internet because somebody might be Googling how to plan their wedding and, and think, oh, okay, I'll leave the dress to the week before. That would just be very stressful. B, do you know what I'm most excited about for your wedding? Oh, yeah, I know. You've told me, like, a thousand times. It's the pancakes. Yeah. <laughs> it's not just pancakes. So B's having a pancake van. Is that what it's called? A crepe van, probably, a yeah. A crepe van. Of course it's bloody crepes. It's French. can't have a pancake can it's the evening food and uh, yeah it is exciting it's a van and it's called hugo and um caroline turns up in hugo and she cooks (laughs) unlimited crepes for the guests and you get to choose from a choice of toppings and it is going to be extra and everyone's gonna love it (laughs) yeah well that was the most exciting thing not just the fact there were pancakes but that they were unlimited i just felt like Mm. oh my god i need to wear a dress with a lot of space you know (laughs) you know what it wasn't even that expensive i remember because she had a few packages and one was like one crepe per person Mm. i just thought one crepe's not enough. I would have walked out in anger. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then she gave us the price for Unlimited and it was just hardly any more. And I think really why that is, is because... You can't eat that many. Yeah, probably she just relies on probably some people not having any. Yeah. Some people having one. And then like five people going back for ten. That's me, honestly. On Pancake Day, <laughs> I would just... There was never enough batter never i mean i could have i think my most ever was 12 and that wasn't because i was full that was because the batter ran out so basically caroline isn't going to be making any money at your wedding because i'm going to eat all her profits (laughs) i think molly's only coming to my wedding because of the pancake van i reckon if i told her that i'd cancelled the pancake van she might cry in three what's your favorite pancake topping three two one lemon Lemon and sugar sugar. Molly, we agree on something. <laughs> it's the only topping. Yeah, delicious. Everything else is is a step down. I'm appalled by chocolate and pancakes, I have to say. Oh, I'm not appalled, but like, I wouldn't give <laughs> up a, a pancake for chocolate when there was lemon sugar as an option. So Molly broke the news to me the other day that she was having rounders. And I, I think I offended her somewhat. But I love rounders. But I said, if it's going to be 22 degrees and I'm at your wedding in my really nice dress, I'm not going to mm. be running around wanting to sweat playing rounders. I'm the opposite. And I would happily play rounders in the heat. But I can't run in my dress because I can barely walk in my dress. <laughs> I honestly always said, I'm not going to be one of those brides that wears a dress you can barely walk in. The way you're describing your dress, I reckon our viewers might think that you've gone for a massive, puffy princess dress. And you haven't at all. You can walk no. in your dress. It is going to be fine. I can walk in my dress, but it's a little bit long and it catches on my shoes. Have you found out whether it's got one of those little... Yeah, it's got a loop. It's got four layers to it, so it's really hard. Yeah, but you just loop loop it up to your wrist. No, and... 
No, no, there's always layers that fall down. Uh, two seamstresses now have tried to control this dress and there's so many loops and I still, there's still always a little bit trailing on the floor. Um, so, but I, I was always convinced I wanted to get married at the church and walk the mile to the field. I thought it'd be lovely to stroll along with all my guests. As it happens, that mile's going to be a very long walk for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's going to be lovely. It is. Yeah, so basically it's a, it's a country wedding, I'd say. Local church, village marquee in a field. There's some skittles, some vintage skittles. There's a bit of... Um, I'm just all about the, the, you know, garden games. Yeah, I love garden games. We've got giant Jenga and we've got rounders. So I'm looking forward to that. I mean, I can only, I, as I said, I can't play rounders in my dress, but I can definitely throw a skittle ball and mm. uh, pull out a block from Jenga. So I can take part in, <laughs> in some of it. You can do that in your dress, yeah. Jenga's for you. Yeah. Thanks very much for listening and bearing with us on this wedding special slash taking time away. The wedding special, which I really enjoyed. <laughs> By the time this comes out, I will hopefully be married and we'll be back next time with another topic. What's that topic be? So I thought we could do one on dealing with criticism. Mm. What do you think? Yeah, that sounds good. I definitely remember some painful crits at uni. I have a lot to say about that. There you go then. So if you have any questions that you'd like us to answer to do with criticism, please do email them to outofinkpodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. It makes us very happy when you do. Molly, I can't believe that the next time I see you, it's going to be the day before your wedding. I know. I'm going to be so stressed. I think you're going to see me at my worst. If this is the last podcast we ever release, it's because I was such a bridezilla to be. She won't talk to me anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's accurate. <laughs>